This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Trippin. Trippin is the bridge for connection and the perfect planning app for any type of trip. Get planning and collaborating today with Trippin. So Trippin is basically an app that lets you plan trips and set itineraries with your friends. Um, on app right now, it's got a messaging feature, which is cool. It lets you join different communities and groups so you can go on uh, and arrange trips and different kinds of plans. You can also discover things to do in, for example, Metro Manila. Um, there's food, there's nightlife, there are activities, you can see upcoming events, and a whole bunch more. It's a pretty great app, and I'm sure we'll be using it sometime mm. soon. All right, we want to say a special thank you to a few people as well. I want to say a special thank you to Ryan Fletcher Hamilton, Vanilla Sky, generally nice guy. And also a big thank you to Paige Lim, who's helping us out. With our podcast, big, big, big shout out to Paige Lim. We love you. And also, I want to make a special announcement specifically for a one Blaine Woodcock of a Balls Deep Fantasy League. This brought this podcast is brought to you by Blaine Woodcock. Blaine Woodcock is the daddy of daddies and is the leading provider of big dick energy and my current owner. My inner woman screams hashtag strong and brave when Blaine's name is mentioned after the cum-filled state he left me in. Please use promotional code hashtag strong and brave to purchase goods on our website. Thank you, Blaine. God bless you. <laughs> and with that, I guess we can start the episode. So welcome to episode five of the Scrapyard, our second guest episode with our first guest, <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, me and Patrick. Uh, welcome back, Patrick. Welcome we missed back. you. Uh, it's been, what, a couple of weeks, I guess, since yeah, the last episode. You guys can't get rid of me. Yeah, no, we really can't. We're not done with your relationship expertise yet. We actually got a few questions from a few fans. Uh, Sweet. Uh, yeah, wondering... For what advice you could give them and some general thoughts and relationships itself. And let's be real, we also don't have any other friends. It's <laughs> true. You're yeah. our only choice. <laughs> it's you or nothing. Yeah. You sure know how to make me feel special. Yeah, that's what we do. Um, Marco, do you have any questions before we... Um, so, what? just a quick background. Uh, Patrick is a relationship manager. Mm. We talked a bit about that in the last episode, so if you want to go check that out, please do. Um, but what basically happened was it ended up in a downward spiral of me monologuing about my childhood trauma. That's it. So today, we're going to try to actually tackle the topic of relationships. Um, so I guess we could start with a personal experience as Marco. What, how have your relationships been like throughout life? Ter- terrible. Daddy issue filled. Um, okay. Uh, filling a void that cannot <laughs> be filled other than with penis. And I'm talking about my own. I... I uh, God. What? <laughs> God. What, oh are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> Wait. Okay. Uh, let's reel that back a little bit. Daddy issues. Mm. How has that affected your um, relationships? Oh, no. That's been good, man. I mean, I feel like um, I need to ask Patrick about my issues. Hey, Patrick, how many people do you deal with that have daddy issues on a regular basis? So daddy issues is one of those things where, like, no one wants to admit they have daddy issues, but, like... Maybe they have daddy issues. Maybe. Maybe. What about certainly? What about certainly me? Maybe like 90% sir. That's yeah. it, man. That's my guy. Yeah. Before we spiral <laughs> back into more childhood trauma, uh. let's switch it over to Sir Patrick so we don't dive too m- deep into Marcus' daddy issues. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, this is a therapy session? Oh, no, nah, man. Not for me. Not, okay. not again. Not, not anymore. Today. We're going to actually okay. just talk about relationships and like, um, here, I got one. What is the most common relationship problem that you normally deal with on a day-to-day basis? Um, it's always breakups, and I think it's usually 
it's usually guys, and I think it's usually because of loss of attraction, being too needy. Loss of attraction, right? That's interesting. Yeah. All right, uh, how do you deal with that? Oh my gosh, the, the, it's so hard to deal with because one, they're like super needy. All uh, right, define the parameters of needy. Um, like what's the neediest dude that like, you've ever met your like in your clientele? They're usually texting me like. Oh my gosh! Like I'm super in love with her. Blah 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 blah. She says blah blah blah. Um, I don't I don't like you anymore because basically you're being needy, and then I have to be the one to tell him All this right. is what happened. But exactly, what's what's the like the what's the most needy guy you know like you've ever dealt with? How many times did he text her in like a day or like never got never got a reply or something? Maybe like ten or twenty times. Ten or twenty, no response. Nothing. Really? Yeah. Damn. Um, I mean, it's not really that's what makes them needy. It's more just like the constant need for attention and like. From the guy's point of view. Yeah. Yeah. And the other part is they usually are socially unaware where they don't know what the fuck happened. And then it's like, I immediately know what happened. But it's like, how do I tell them what happened? Well, I feel like because you're a relationship coach you'd have, and because you have no emotional stake in it, you have a clear point of view. How does one reach that point where you're messaging someone nonstop for the. I don't know, the attention? Is that, is that what you said? I think usually what it comes down to is the other partner doesn't, like, they feel, like, not mo- emotionally secure in the relationship. Okay. Like, they feel like the other person doesn't really love them the same way, and that causes them to, like, downward spiral into, like, constantly needing their attention. Because Does, what, doesn't that sound more like a miscommunication thing? Yeah. Um... It's hard to say. I don't think it's like a miscommunication, miscommunication, maybe more like uh, emotional needs not being met. I see. Like It's it, not really anything she's communicating. It's just a feeling where he feels like he emotionally does not f- feel fulfilled, which makes him insecure and causes him to kind of overreact in, in ways like that. So how do you remedy that? On a regular basis. Uh, It's really, really fucking hard because usually these clients don't have much awareness. So it's like I have to tell them that they're needy in a nice way, which is not easy to do. Right. And they also have to recognize they have a problem and want to change. All right. Um, Let's play a little role play. Listen, I've I've called my ex-girlfriend 40 times a day and she has not picked up. What a bitch. What can I do to help me? Um, which just sounds like a classic horror, to be honest. Oh my sweet God. Come on, 40 (laughs) times, like, (laughs) you should have gone for 80. 80? That's how how I get her? She's probably thinking this guy's not even romantic. (laughs) What a a piece of shit. Seriously, what do you tell someone that's that in need of, like, um, I guess, attention or, like, fulfillment? Because, I mean, you told me that you have a, what, like a 50% return rate, which is, like, ridiculously high? It was, it was, it was 60. 60. I'm not mad, dude. So um, 60% of the people that have a trial session with you want to return, right? Yes. That and was, the average correct. for your industry would be? I think, like, 40. 40. So you're 1.5 times more effective than the average relationship coach. So obviously you're saying something right. Well, th- it comes down to not so much, like, getting a client to come back a second time. It's more like if they feel like you listen to them, you understand them, and, like, you respect them. So, like, again, in a way, if I'm fulfilling their emotional needs, like, if they're needy and I'm reassuring them, that's fucking huge for them. Mm. Because, like, their ex or whoever is not really reassuring them, and that's why they're getting so anxious. So you're playing part therapist, part friend. Yeah, you could say that. In a a way, I'm validating their experience, and that's really big for them, more than what I actually tell them what to do. Really? 
Do you okay. think it's a case of they're emotionally needy? Um, and like, for example, like their their emotional needs aren't being met, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it a case of like their neediness is actually an issue, like to the point of unhealthiness? So do you think it's an unhe- an That's unhealthy issue on the needy person's side, air quote, air quote, or like an actual lack of emotional um, like giving from the other end? I think that that's a good question. I think usually it's not that extreme where it's like they're just emotionally needy people. Usually what it is is they're very anxious in a relationship. Yeah. And they're worried the partner doesn't love them the same or is going to leave them. Yeah. And once that that path sets, that's when they start to become really needy where they start to get like, you know, react. I think so. But their other relationships are like their mom, their dad. Most cases, usually they're just like normal people. Yeah, it, it's always with that with the relationship, huh? Yeah. Have you ever experienced that, like personally, like either uh, on your end or on your partner's end? I've been on both sides. Um, so there's this thing called attachment theory, and what it is is you, depending on how your parents raised you, you're either secure, fearful, avoidant, or anxious. One of those four. Um, okay. I, t- I tend to be the more rare type where I'm kind of avoiding and anxious at different periods. Um, yeah, what are those four types, if you don't mind me asking, if you can get into detail? Yeah, of course. Uh, so basically, if you had parents that give a shit about you and nice. took care of you well, you'd be secure. Both of them. Yes. Impossible. Uh, <laughs> well, go ahead. <laughs> so these, these rare, secure people, uh, basically, they go through life. They kill it at relationships. Um, they have like maybe a few girlfriends. They get married, they, right? They, like, because they, they're consistently picking the right ones or making it work with, I don't know. I, I think it's just usually people that are secure are more interested. People that are also secure. It's like a subconscious thing they pick up, and they both have clear communication. It's just very easy for them. And I guess they're less likely to stay in toxic relationships. Yeah, yeah, mm. they're less likely they to can, stay in. They toxic can be like, this is wrong for whatever reason. I don't yeah, like exactly. It. They don't take it as personally. Like if someone was anxious and they're like oh my gosh like he or she's not returning my calls i must be the problem whereas someone that's secure is be like no it's not really me that's the problem it's just them and then walk away i see all right so what were the four types you're talking about anxious avoidant full and secure so so anxious and avoidant I, i call it the anxious avoidant trap and basically most of the relationships you see about in movies the media or anything like that, it's almost always someone's either anxious and the other's avoidant. And how it works is both sides actually don't want to be intimate with each other because they're afraid. Afraid of what? Uh, being Having an intimate relationship mm. because that causes you to be vulnerable, experiences the pain. Right, I see. Um, so the way it works is anxious people go after avoidant people because even though they're anxious to be close to them, they know the avoidant person doesn't want to be. So it's like a you know, dog chasing its tail, kind of, is how it works out. Interesting. Okay, anxious, avoidant, secure. And what's the last one? Last one is fearful. And that's when you've been so fucked by your parents. You're anxious and avoidant. So it's like, I need to be close to them. The next day, like, no, fuck them. Don't want to text them. Oh, shit. Yeah. So you can have a pretty accurate measure of like how fucked up you are on this scale. What, the, be- the best of the best, the... 0.1% of people being secure and the the ones really struggling would be the fearful. The fearful ones, yeah. right. Here's the craziest thing, though. There is a study done in America and they found that one out of two people are actually secure, but the dating market is filled with anxious and avoidance. 
because the secure people are usually in stable relationships for long periods of time. And when they do go back out in the dating market, they're not out there long. They quickly shack up. And right, right. Because they're like the best goods in the market. Yeah, you know? exactly. Once you find one, exactly. you just want to hang, hanker one down and keep one. And the rest of us, sorry, Fox, the anxious and avoidance. Oh, we're that's just, what's we're fucking left. We're, we're, just all, oh, we're just all switching girlfriend and boyfriends. Be like, hey, you try out your boyfriend or your girlfriend? Yeah, they're a piece of shit. You want to switch? Damn, all right, let's see if it works bro. now. Damn, okay, stuff. well, now that we have the four like uh, archetypes, one being secure and needing no advice at all, so that just leaves the three. What advice would you give to someone that's generally of the anxious like um, department? Um, like what would their general problems be? A generally anxious person when it comes to relationships. Their problem is they need reassurance. Like if they get reassurance, they're not that bad. Okay. They get right. crazy. Okay. They get mm-hmm. crazy when they don't get the reassurance. Okay. So if the lacking part is the reassurance, what would you tell the person suffering the anxiety? And then what would you tell the person dealing or dating the person suffering with the anxiety? Right. Good question. So this is where it gets really interesting. Usually most people that go seek dating advice are anxious. The oh, avoidance are trying to avoid intimate relationships, not right. trying to get better at it. Mm. That's a good point. Um, they're usually thinking, you know, people are needy. They care too much about others. I don't give a shit. Mm. I'm just going to avoid it. Mm. Uh, typically the guy is the avoidant. The woman is the anxious one. And the whole thing, like women are crazy. It's actually caused by avoidant men because they send out mixed signals, and then that makes the girls crazy. Interesting. So they wouldn't be as crazy if they were being reassured from Consistently. the Consistently. Consistently. Okay. Yeah. So. Interesting takes. I'm an anxious person. Let's say I have an anxious type personality. I am constantly worried that the person I'm dating, the uh, woman, I swear, is, um, uh, <laughs> um, isn't returning my calls. How do you tell me to improve my mindset or like my attitude towards relationships or something just to get a more healthy ball rolling? Well, it's going to depend on what you're open to. But if you're like deadly serious about like, I don't want to be in these situations anymore. My go-to advice is ask for reassurance. Because you need it. But here's, here's the catchy part. It's not a magic bullet that works. What mm. it is is a magic bullet that helps you dodge the wrong people. But that means you might get rejected. So what it is is you tell them, hey, listen, like, I haven't heard from you in a few days. This is kind of giving me anxiety. And you just tell them, like, straight up, like, this is what I need from you. Like, I, I for this to work out, I just need to hear this or that, and I'll feel better. Wow. And it cuts right to the to the chase. If they actually are, like care about you enough they'll yeah. respond positively be like okay you know i didn't realize that i was busy with work like these are your needs yeah i can, I can text I can you good morning good night if that like calms that's you down. really what helps yeah. you out but usually what's going to happen is they're going to be avoided and be like no you're just being crazy right because that's the like the knee-jerk response to yeah. the man-woman dynamic yeah but oh. the thing about it though is it's not necessarily supposed to work in that regard. But like if they respond like that, that should tell you off the bat they're never really going to be able to reassure you. And you should this, now it, move it on. would be kind of like a filtering process for it's you. It's a filter. Because, oh, yeah. They may not be a bad person. It's just more of the fact that you're not each other's cup of tea. One yeah. person has needs. One person has another one. They're just not compatible. It's it's not even that they can't meet their needs. It's just they don't want to. Like they're not, like you don't want to be a someone that's not going to meet your needs. So you're just going to get crazier. Right. It's going to stress true. you the fuck out. What do you think the line is though um, between like asking for reassurance? I mean, there has to be a line, right? 
Like, uh, wh- how much is like, for example, too much reassurance? Like, what do you think of people who want to be, for example, greeted uh, good morning every morning, be told mm. they're pretty every hour? This is that's actually a really interesting question. I think most people don't need it to that extreme. It's just at first, once like it gets better over time, they say. Like, if, yeah, if yeah. It's, at first, it might be a lot. But once they feel secure in the relationship, they, start they, they need less and less reassurance. Yeah, it feels stable. Yeah, I'm gonna pull this up because I I really like this quote, um, and it's it. also like one of my favorite. Like I don't know, I guess like advices when it comes to relationships, and it kind of touches on this. Um, it is by the uh, poet Khalil Gibran. Um, love one another, but make not a bond of love. Let it rather be a moving sea between the shores of your souls. Beautiful line, and it. Basically, what what I like about it is, um, people always think about um, like love or relationships, right? It has to be this absolutely secure bond. It's like you and your partner against the world, right? Yeah. Um, but most people um, try to either remove or alter the identity of the other person in that process. Sort of like you're you're a relationship together, but you're never two separate people. And I don't think that's right. Like, say that again. When you're in the relationship. Um, normally the thought process it has to be the two of you together but not the two of you as separate people right right so it kind of inhibits the growth of each person as an individual oh okay I get what you're saying you're talking about kind of interdependence versus codependence yeah exactly exactly well how do you differentiate the two I mean like if both of your like if your marriage or like if your relationship is a project and you're both in it that you're both in what's the line between helping each other out in it versus kind of like depending on each other for each other's happiness. I mean, that's such a, that's, that's a tough one to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Around. I, I, I mean, uh, of course there's always a, there's always going to be that um, question. Like what, what again, like where's the line, right? Where, right. where does the line stop? Where does the line start? And I guess that really depends. It boils down to like individual relationships. Um, Cause for example, I'm sure there are people out there who could be entirely codependent and, and, flourished within that kind of relationship right yeah um i guess it's also personal really it's a personal question or very uh, contextual but i think it's pretty good advice to to kind of prevent one person from either being overly needy Mm -hmm. and like another from being overly like for example protective right yeah because i think either end of the spectrum is a bit unhealthy and it kind of puts it closer to that middle Uh, yeah that makes sense can I touch back on like uh, the we, we we touched on the anxious one? Can we talk about the avoidant one now? Like who? What, what kind of advice would you give an avoidant person? So assuming an avoidant actually wanted to change and come talk to me, which um, takes a week, I'm sure, is much less. Yeah. It takes a while. Um, that is actually interesting. I've had that happen maybe a few times where someone admits like, listen. They broke up with me because I'm way too cold and not really attached to them. Right, right. But they care enough at that point to like cause actually change, to actually which is change. which is nice. Which is nice. Um, that's a great question, actually, because yeah, I hardly ever deal with them. Uh, I guess they, they what they would need to learn to do is be more comfortable um, with intimacy, since that's what they're actually afraid of is being close to people. So they try to avoid being intimate. Fuck. So it would probably start with them being comfortable and them learning to... Comfortable with themselves, you mean? Uh, I wouldn't say... I mean, yeah, I guess you could say that. I would say more comfortable just like having a partner that even they can depend on because their thing is, I'm independent. Only needy people depend on other people. 
That's their mentality, and, and that's that's a toxic mentality yeah, in a relationship. In, in general, it's very toxic. Shit. Um, so I guess their thing would be learning, one, what are my own emotional needs, which they don't know. They don't sometimes even know they have needs. Yeah. Um, and then how can I get that met by my partner and be comfortable with that? And how can I meet their needs? Okay, the last one is fearful, right? Fearful is what advice do you give to that dude? Yeah, man. That's when you're double fucked. Yeah, broken from the inside. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't want you near me, but I need you near me. Like, fucking like a fucking tornado, man. man. (laughs) All right. Oh, my gosh. And then after that, let's talk about girls we've dated going down that list. Let's start from anxious and then (laughs) (laughs) avoid it. Let's just label them all and judge the shit out of them. Be like, you fearful piece of of shit. I don't know. It'd be fun to have, like, a little personal experience. Maybe a little relatable. I agree. You know what I mean? Like. Cause like you know you know how you kind of like describe this stuff and like just certain phases that like come to mind you're like damn I remember what that felt like. I I think the fearful ones probably fuck people up most in the relationships because that's when you get so confused where it's like, holy shit! Yesterday they were telling me like I don't talk to them enough. They really like love me and need me, and now like they're not even like texting me back. What the fuck happened? It's just like been he's just been gone. Where'd he go? I feel personally attacked right now. <laughs> oh, oh, man. oh God! <laughs> like, oh, shit, they're man. catching What's on to us. Okay, we shouldn't publish this. <laughs> secrets are getting out there. <laughs> That's so funny. So, like, uh, yeah, does anyone like have any uh, anxious people in mind? Like, there's the anxious, there's the avoidant, and there's the fearful, which is like further down the rabbit hole of like right. dating chaos. So, what do you think you are though? First, me? Yeah, I'm a fucking clusterfuck of a mess, bro. <laughs> 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 like, I don't know what the fuck happened to me growing up, but man, what I you? need support, but I have to feel cool about it sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, fearful. I have to feel like I don't need anyone, but I need to be cuddled and coddled on certain days. I think you're pretty, Margo. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's friend. it, man. We're gonna have sex. <laughs> <laughs> you earned it, dude. You said one. Yeah. You gave me one compliment. And be, you, be careful. He might be fearful. He might dodge in tomorrow. That's fucking uh, ass. <laughs> 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 Just like the rest of them, you piece. Oh shit, man, I fucking, I fucking hate you, dude. Oh, I'll put in the balls. But I also still want you because <laughs> <laughs> I'm also fucking serious. Fuck. So you're, so you're fearful. You think? I mean, honestly. Mm. It's a mix of anxiety and avoidance. I don't know. Well, if you want me to get really personal, like I think I do need a fair amount of reassurance. Yes. But I also like really care about the, an independent trope that's kind of been sick. Like, you know, like, right, yeah. Because as you've been talking, Patrick, all I've been doing is getting flashbacks. I'm like, yeah, oh, no, I saw it. Right, I, I see the wa- Just like look <laughs> up that it's a talk. He's like, what God. the fuck? Like, it makes you think, who have I dealt with? And then after that, it makes you think, how have I been dealing yeah, with Yeah, people? exactly. Who, what, what am so I doing? Like, I'm like right? double, triple checking yeah. all the time. So I was like anxious or avoidant or too much of both or to a degree that it was, I literally fit into a trope. So I'm like, I don't know. Like, I want, I want, do I say fearful because I think it's both or do I think do I say I have a side that's both and well, like it's not it doesn't overtake me in all sides well I think it's I look at it as like a scale right like if you're an avoidant type it's not like you've never once been anxious in your life right. it's like this giant yeah. scale like a, like a cross scale and there's I think four boxes and you could be like super fearful if you're all the way in the right corner like mm. level 10 anxiety level 10 avoidant right or you could be more like up here where you're just like Barely reaching, like, highly anxious and pretty avoidant. For those of you listening to the podcast, uh, Patrick is moving his hands on an imaginary scale. So when he says up here, it's up on the scale. Exactly. In the the four boxes. So the four quadrants. Okay. So you can be one to one to ten in either or both and just be fucked. 
See, like a 10 in avoidance, like an 8 in anxious. And then you're, that's, that's, that's being fearful for sure. If you're if you're above like 8, eight in both. Or like, like fine, 60, 40, 60, 40, something 60, 40, like. some shit like that. So we got, we're still people, you know, we got little flaws and stuff. Yeah. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to hyper dissect what the, what the fuck I've been doing. <laughs> what the, what, holy shit. Yeah, it sounds like, Sounds a little anxious. To me. I know. I sound, <laughs> I sound anxious right now, man. Yeah, like, you're, I, you're okay. I, I got, I got daddy issues for days. You're okay, buddy. Thanks, man. How about you, Joey? What do you think you are? I'm secure as fuck. Fuck off. Oh, dude. <laughs> well, first of all, no, Patrick, look to your left, and um, who here has sleeves on his shirt? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, like, I don't have to prove anything, man. Like, I, I like, I love my body the way it is. I do too. That's why I'm secure. You love your body. You're hiding yours. That sounds kind of avoidant. Wait to a me. second. Wait a second. You love every inch of your body. I love every inch of my body. Uh, all the inches. I love all my inches. <laughs> even the ones that are a little too much. Uh Even the ones that are a little too little. Around the waist. Oh my god! <laughs> Get my little tummy. Yeah. No, I'm just fucking with you. I know. Johnny feels you know like why? I'm secure. Johnny <laughs> <laughs> that didn't hurt me. Johnny feels like he's put on weight when I, in fact, think he's put on muscle. Do you use Jurassic mm-hmm. Park? Who's <laughs> smiling? Who's smiling? Uh, right, you got me. Yeah, you got that's me. good. How you want to get late tonight? Yeah, oh, dude, right. I got it. I sealed it in, dude. You got. It. I'll not call you in the morning. Thank uh, you, Patrick. What do you think you are? I'm pretty sure I'm I'm fearful, but I think I've taken a few tests. I think over the years I've moved farther up the quadrant area towards like you've developed spiritually and socially. Yeah, a little bit towards the secure, but I'd still say I'm probably more on the fearful side. Damn, Mm. man! All right, quick, let's play a game. Let's judge each other right now. Okay, sounds like fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right, okay. Uh, Who wants to get judged first? Me. Okay. Um, we've been friends for a while. Yeah, I know. You were actually quite spot on. Yeah. I, I would say more avoidant than anything because you put up walls that are quite high. Um, I think the, the the anxiety is there, mm. but you get enough of it to get to go by, and it's delved more into avoidance at this point. All right, thank you. I'll take that. All right. How high are those walls, man? They're so high. You managed to scale them. Like, I'm so a, did you. I'm a beast, dude. I'm, I'm a digger. I kind of just tunneled under. Oh, man. There's many ways to get to me. I'm not a climber. uh okay uh patrick what do you think marco is psychoanalyze go all right i think there might be a chance of some fearful because i i'm not gonna know Mm. i never seen you act anxious or openly Mm. but doesn't mean you couldn't also be fearful that's true we let's let's ask julia Let's just let's just quiz the shit out of her or let's just not ask anyone so yeah. not, let's not ask different women's opinions, man. It'll just be terrible. Let's call them all up and just be like, like hey, here's a here's a questionnaire on Marco Suarez. Uh, if you take it, you get a free Gatorade. Well, put a check if he has a small dick. <laughs> you, get, you, get, you, get a free, you get a free drink. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, let's go to Patrick. Uh, Marco, you start. I don't know. Like, uh, You seem secure. You seem fine. I've hung out with you outside of this podcast. I don't know. I think you're both like... I don't know. Like, I, I know we all have... Everyone's got flaws and stuff, yeah. but everyone seems like... Like a generally nice person to be around, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I feel like the measure of anxiety and avoidance should carry over in all personal relationships, right? Or is it specifically to dating? Is it like the that's l- a good point? That's actually like, a very like, is good there, question. Is there like yeah. residue? Like if you're only like avoidant to your your sp- you can't just be avoidant to your spouse, right? And be nice to everyone else and and supportive to everyone. No, else. no, it works for like your mom, your dad, like everyone, you can, right? You can be it's relationships to your mom in general. So too. like you can yeah. you can sort of relate that to friendships, right? Yeah, it can work friendships yeah. too. You know what I mean? Like as friends, like I feel like everyone here's a little strong. Like you guys are quite nice. And oh, like, in terms of friendship, Marker, you're very secure. Yeah, thanks, man. You know I mean, I love the boys, bro. The boys, you know the boys, the boys, boys. Don't hurt you, man. Uh huh. 
Uh-huh. All right. Uh, so I, Patrick, yeah, I guess same-ish. I, if ever I would give it like a maybe a little avoidance, but you know, we'll we'll see. Right. But I just basing on how I I saw you in in like a club like one time, yeah. <laughs> eating pancakes. It was a that good was, day. That was a power you're just move. like wow, uh, he's avoiding everyone and eating pancakes. Yeah. You selfish. And bad. then he yeah. ordered the most white person thing humanly possible: a vanilla milkshake <laughs> to go with. He's the avoiding pancake. Filipino culture. <laughs> yeah. yeah, asshole. Yeah, and unsalted butter on the pancakes. Like, that was wild. The yeah. whitest, literally the whitest thing. That was wild for me, man. Yeah, yeah. made my night. That's pretty good. All right, me. Psychoanalyze me. Go. All right, you? I don't know. Again, you've been dating your girlfriend for, what, three years? Yes. You're very, You're very sweet and honest with each other. Yes. I, I don't know, man. Again, like again, who doesn't have avoidant or anxious tendencies? It's kind of like a pretty yeah. well, Even ballsy, secure people have For some, sure. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think I have any avoidance, but I definitely do get the anxiety. You think so? Yeah, yeah, still. Like a little bit. Uh, I'm in a great relationship, but I mean, sometimes you just want to be... So how do you? I like, just want to feel pretty. You know? How do you mediate that? Uh, sometimes I just ask for like you know reassurance. Uh, Give I'll, me a key. Yeah, you know, like hey, baby. Uh, Why don't you hold my hand and call me pretty? Huh? <laughs> That's all I want. You, I'll buy you something. Huh? I just want to be the little spoon. You know, that's all I want. Being a little spoon is fucking phenomenal. It's the best, but it's so hard because like the size difference between me and my girlfriend is so huge. Yeah, like the neck is cold, but like your butt is warm. Yeah, it, it's you, you got to choose parts, and sometimes she can't like wrap the uh, her arms around me. So that's, that's it. That's but actually I, the struggle. Yeah, we try our best. All right, we try our best. who here among us three has dated someone of the anxious category? Patrick is raising his hand. Patrick, no one else is raising how about you tell seriously? us a story, man? Yeah, go. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we all have. Let's be serious. It's yeah. just, I mean, like, you want like a crazy story of extreme anxiety, or just like uh, I feel like I'd be colorful. Yeah, yeah. I'll, take, I'll take that right now. Yeah, you, you mentioned that. Why well, go for it? I've sent you a few screenshots before of like. Like a, a one girl who sent me twenty text messages, like screaming at me to block her. Cool. Oh, yeah, um, right. So you're gonna send that screenshot to us, and we're gonna post it on our public Instagram page. That's yeah, okay. I wonder if she still stalks me. Well, we'll block out the name, but okay. you know, it's fine. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I can send it to so you. So what's what's the context of this crazy ex? Like twenty messages. No, it wasn't even an ex. It's just a girl I hooked up with a few times. Yeah, and she said like, oh, just like unblock I, me, unblock I, I, me. I, uh, I hung out with friends one time, and she said she was having abandonment issues, and then uh, Oof. sent me like just she's like just block me already, just do it, block me, ten times in a row. Yikes! And I was just Damn. like, I don't know how to feel right now. <laughs> Should I feel like a dick or like no? I just kind of want to hang with my friends, so I'm just gonna ignore that. Fuck, dude. No. Oh, okay. What about you, Marks? Anxious? Hmm. I would say, like, you know, yeah, yeah. You look back at your exes and you look back at the bad stuff it, they've done, and all you think is they must have been the most fearful bitches of all time. Like it must have been both. Yeah. Because yeah. my my mind went topsy turvy. But if I'm making a, hmm, I dated this one girl that. Wanted to sleep together every night and also call like um in the middle of the day, and I would feel like that cat that that's that's, that's anxious, right? Because that's super anxious. That's a lot of communication for like a day, right? Uh-huh. Like besides the fact you're consistently spending time at night together, you're also in the middle of like a like an eight hour break or five hour break. You call each other at lunch and then like. I didn't like that. Well, I didn't like that. And, and yeah, then shortly imagine. after. You know, because it was just tiring. Yeah, I could imagine. You know what I mean? Like, I guess I wasn't up for it. You know, some people are up to give all that security at a certain time when they need it, but that just wasn't me when I was 21. Did you try and be reasonable with her? Be like, listen, I'm, I'm busy, like, but that doesn't mean I don't like you. Well, I was 21. I was not as that good at, what's it called? 
communicating my feelings. Oh, right. okay, okay. Like it, like it takes a big man to be able to look at yourself and be like, I'm feeling this, so I'm gonna say that without like getting roped into the drama of stuff. Because once you okay. get roped into your own drama, you're dead in the water. Yeah. You're gonna start really thinking that, oh, I'm saying this and I'm feeling upset, and the reason is this chick or what she's doing and what she's saying. When in fact it's just you're a little overwhelmed and you're, you're just, you, just you know spiraling. You know what spiraling? Yeah, you know yeah. what spiraling is? You just keep like. You you feel bad. You say stuff. It makes it worse. You feel worse. It just never you feel ending. bad about the stuff you said. Yeah, exactly. Never ending circle of man. I am cluster fucking every, and it's like a two way street. Like I don't know. Like how old, old is everyone here? I'm 26. I'm 26. I'm turning 26. Nice. Oh, guys, awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah, cool. the boys. 93. 93. Yeah, 93. Yeah, that's where it's at, man. I don't know. Like, do you guys have a lot of girlfriends? I've had like two or three proper I've ones. I've only had two girlfriends. Yeah, Those. Right? Those. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and like, nice. pretty calm. Yeah. You know, it had its complications, but when when you're young and 21 and still figuring out yourself, and yeah. especially how to communicate emotions is fuck is fucking it's clusterfuck. It was a mess, you know. It's yeah. not easy, especially when your parents. All right, how about you know. has anyone here dated an avoidant type, the one that like don't want nothing to do with you? Here's the thing. I've never had a girlfriend as avoidant, and I never would, but I have dated girls that were avoidant, and they suck the most. Oh, they suck the so most. So hard. Yeah? Like, even though I I'm, I can be avoidant, too, it's just, like, their avoidance just, no, fuck it you. It sucks, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Can does imagine. that translate sexually? Like, if they're, if they're anxious as a person in a relationship, does that translate into, like, they're eager to please, or, like, if they're avoidant, they're distant, like, sexually, or, like... Think of it like this. Let's just, I'm going to totally stereotype the shit out of people right now, but let's just roll with the punches. Yeah, let's try to figure okay. out this math equation. Yeah, just I mean, imagine most women to be anxious. Okay. And most men to be avoidant. Right, all right, the stereotypes yeah. and tropes, just put them in that column. Hmm. Right. And then think of it like that. All right. Just to, yeah. just to make the, the game a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, in general, it's kind of hard to just bucket people into four main categories, right? Yeah. But yeah, okay, go. Personality types. Yeah. All right, so has anyone here dated a fearful, a complete fucking like yes. needs you all the time that all of a sudden treats you like fucking shit? And yes. you're like, I'm so confused right now. Like, oh, actually, fearful? I yeah. have. Yeah. I Damn. Have. That was actually my boy. first girlfriend. Your first girlfriend? It that was, was about her, man. It was a complete whirlwind of a relationship. Cause how old were you? How old is she? I was 20. She was 17. Mm. Wow. I yeah. love it. I know. So, right? how did you guys meet? And what uh, happened to this clusterfuck of a mess? Let's see. We met on vacation. Her one friend came up to my brothers and me and said, you guys are cute. And here's our number. Cute. And we're like, okay. All right. Started off strong. Nice. <laughs> That's nice. Exactly. Nice Huge energy. Flex there, Patrick. <laughs> I love Don't it. worry. I also think you're cute. That's it. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. Why do you think you're in the middle of me and Marco? Th- this this is, was intentional. This has really made my day. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was waiting on. all night for that compliment. Oh, yeah, but you got it. You got it. Thank I you. I love this. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we just uh, went really fucking top heavy. Like, she was mostly anxious, like, freaking out if I wasn't, like, texting her or seeing her enough. What but is enough? Get specific with the details so we can paint a picture of how fearful it really looks like in everyday life. Because a lot of people, if someone listens to, th- th- listens to this and realizes, hey, Maybe my partner is kind of fearful. Holy fucking shit. Maybe we should talk about my some shit and stuff. God. <laughs> exactly, you know? That's what this is for. Yeah. So. Okay, so what she what she would say is like, uh, I'd see her, let's say, Tuesday. And then she'd be like, when are you coming back? And I'm like, I guess like next week. She's like, no, that's that's too long. You should come back in like two days. And then she just wouldn't give you any like negotiating room. It'd be like, you're seeing me in two days. 
Dude, I once tried to take a weekend off to hang out with my friends, the boys, and mm. she the boys she, she threw like a huge hissy fit over yeah. it. Define a hissy fit. What was it exactly? Did she um, punch you, bro? No, no, just texting me shit like you know you you don't really care like you know we don't we're long distance now. You're at college. I don't get to see you. You don't give a shit. Oh, so um, she's trying to like emotionally guilt you into it. Yeah, I found out later she did that intentionally. Yeah, um, it's like her we move. had we had the kind of we had the kind of fucked up relationship where we quickly start looking at each other's phones i see her i see her text messages to like her one guy friend be like yeah i'm just trying to guilt him into like seeing me right now and he's like yeah that could work i'm like you piece of shit (laughs) damn bro like planned gaslighting yeah Yeah, planned gaslighting it's like a group huddle like how do i get my boyfriend to feel so shitty jesus no there was a lot of that going on i didn't pick up on it at the time but yeah it's hard to she would try and like get me to spend less time with my friends and like have me all to herself kind of very slow trying to monopolize yeah trying to manipulate it into that direction by like playing playing on my emotions you ever have that friend where you see it slowly happening to them you know what i mean like yeah ultra controlling girlfriend he comes around once in a while he's super happy and then when he has to go he's super bummed and he has to leave you can just see the essence of the man that he used to be slowly die with him. Yeah, we've seen that so many times. Yeah, it just happens. Poor boys. Rest in yeah. peace, the boys out there that go through that. But yeah, Rip go ahead. Keep going, keep going to your story. Maybe I was more of a pussy, but I was kind of like looking forward to that. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go back to her now. Oh, Sweet. my God. She's going to hit me again. Oh, oh, you're fucking no. kidding. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, fuck off. No. Oh, um, no, but it, it, was pr- it was pretty intense. Like She'd be very anxious, just like um she'd be very open about it which is shocking like mm. she was very confidently anxious so she's fearful but she was open about her anxious side she was confident about it like aggressively anxious like, like, look, uh, look at me go like, oh like kind of like God. i, I want to see you more and like stuff like that uh, like aggressively anxious i see while at the same time saying i'm hard as shit like i'll fight you Okay, Whoa, that damn. sucks. I'm sorry. What, what, what was the avoidant part of her? I don't really, I didn't really hear anything about that. Um, sometimes she like would switch moods and just kind of push me away. And all right, like, so if anyone's got a complicated relationship, is generate because if they put they've that whole push and pull thing. Yeah, push and pull, but not in like a sexy way, <laughs> like in like a complete piece of shit way. Well, I don't know. I felt like it was great foreplay. Yeah, I mean, we, we fucked like rabbits. <laughs> oh, so okay. Um, but no, it happened all in one day. It'd be like one hour, super loving. The next hour, just like you're kidding, treats you like absolute shit. That's mentally fucking yeah, straining, yeah, that's bouncing off from that extreme is to extreme. Fucked. Damn. Like I said, dude. amazing sex, easily amazing. Yeah. But outside of that, I would never go back to something like that ever again. So uh, how did this love story end, man? Um, I eventually c- lost my shit. Uh, I broke up with her because I couldn't take it anymore. Like right. good on you. Just the push and pull. Then she told me, oh, I cheated on you with that one guy you were jealous of. That's fucking sucks. That's when I lost my mind. Yeah. Um, I actually ended up trying to come back and save that relationship a few weeks later because uh, that drama yeah, that alone happens. just pulled me back in. Yeah, just, that was the whole point of I it. I felt like I had to redeem myself after that. Like or the redeem o- yourself. The other guy coming in and like, it can be a bit emasculating. All I'm right, no, I get that. I, I see that logic. You yeah, know? and that's when it, the worst part was when she didn't reciprocate after that. And I was just like, then it's like a double fail. Yeah, yeah, she went yeah, back yeah. to that shitty relationship. That shitty relationship. You went said, back to the chick that no, cheated on sorry, you. No, sorry, we don't want you anymore. Right. We don't want to fuck with you anymore. Like you can, no. you can leave now. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Damn. I'm sorry, I have to go through that path. Yeah, that, that's yeah. fucking. That's fucking. 
fucking boner killer and a half. That yeah. sucks. Uh, but yeah, it made me successful in some ways. So I'm still grateful for the experience. Oh, that's that's amazing. That's a really I, chipper way of looking I, at it. I mean, it was like yeah, two or three months of depression, but I picked myself up really hard after that. I'm good. I'm glad to hear it, buddy. You're here now talking about it, so that's pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I've got a question I want to raise. Yeah. What do you think, or have you heard even of thruples? <laughs> What the fuck's a thruple? A couple, but three. Three? A three-person couple. A I guess genders and sexes don't matter. It can be three dudes, three girls, three dudes like right now, yeah. two girls, one guy. So right now, we are currently a thruple. Right, nice. That's okay. Oh, that's what we were calling it? Yeah. I thought we were just friends with benefits. This is awkward. Oh, my God. Wow. Shit. It's happening all over again. The commitment. Sorry, thing. I'm getting I'm just, fucking I anxious right now. <laughs> <laughs> fucking I just, anxious. I just need to avoid you. You guys better call right me now. pretty. I swear <laughs> to God. No, I, I need to avoid this relationship. It's getting too close to me. Oh Sorry. Well, yeah, going back to throuples, is how, what, how do you feel as a relationship coach about polyamorous relationships? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest. Um, I don't know much about it. Um, I try to be open-minded, but from things I've seen and heard, it seems to be a clusterfuck. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of the, that guy named Neil Strauss. Yeah, who's Neil Strauss? It's this guy who wrote The Game. All right, okay. Picking Up Chicks. Okay. And then he wrote another book about intimacy. Which interesting. And it was about him trying to, like, have polyamorous relationships and, like, even doing, like, communities where it's, like, him and, like, ten women. Okay. And the way he described it was, like, he like it sounds like the ultimate guy fantasy, right? It's like f- he had three girls living in his fucking place. Is this literally just a joke? Like I'm not. No, I'm not kidding. Like, he had three women that lived with him in his place, but he said he would sleep alone at night because if he went in any of their rooms, the other girls would get jealous. Oh, so it's like this giant like emotional management, like hours spent a week on. But it. that doesn't really seem like a thruple though. It seems like one guy <laughs> trying to play three girls. But I mean, like. Think of like three people like all genuinely in love with each other, right? Yeah, like, like you really want to take relationship advice from the guy that wrote a book about picking up women. Yeah, like, I know. I feel I, like, like it's a complete clusterfuck of a resource mass. Yeah, yeah, but like Fair think enough. like three Fair people enough. like person one's in love with person two and three, and vice versa. So all the people like love each other. It, what do you think of that of that possible setup? I've never honestly met anyone in a throuple situation. I have no idea how those work. I, yeah, well, same personally, but what do you think of a person like? Yeah, I mean, like with your, what are your thoughts re- on like it? with yeah. your relation, experience with relationships, you'd have to be really fucking good at all three of them at managing a relationship because you know one of them is going to get jealous of the other as soon as the other is more loving to the other, and that's going to happen no matter what. And you're going to have to be able to manage that between the three, be able to talk about who's feeling hurt. Uh, being able to reassure each other. I mean, kudos to you if you can pull it off. Um, yeah, it sounds like a fucking... Yeah, mess. so you need like three secure people, basically. It sounds like like you're a fucking Jedi at that yeah. point. <laughs> so you need three secure people, and you also need um, like just three people who are actually just straight up into polyamory. <laughs> And then three people who are attracted to each other. So it's kind of like... A it's like a real point zero yeah. zero one percent chance of being able to Right. Be That's probably off. why no one's ever... Well, at least it's why it's so us. rare. Right. I've, I've heard of open relationships working out. Yeah. What do you think of open relationships? So, so I guess throuples. Oh, wait. Before we move into open relationships, what about you, Marco? What do you think about throuples? I think it's hot. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, back to Patrick. It's, it's like if you need all of these, like... I don't want to say credentials or like skills to be a, have a functional relationship. 
imagining it having the complications of a third party right but also is somehow the first party because like you also yeah. love them uh-huh. well again it just takes a whole bunch of adulting to pull that yeah, off yeah, like, yeah. and kudos to you but if you try it man that is one hell of an endeavor to tr- it's like a super marathon you know what I mean like I'm not the one that's gonna sign up but when I look at someone do it I'm like even just the fact you signed up man like good for you <laughs> right okay open relationships thoughts go I think they can work out if it's like clear, clear boundaries. Like what I mean by that, it's just like it's just a guy girl, or I mean, I guess it could be guy guy, but guy girl, um, and it's just like a normal relationship. But they both kind of like I'm not gonna call it cheating, but they have sex on the side. Yeah. But if I feel like if they both agree, okay, I don't want to know who you're fucking. I don't know, like, and they're like, yeah, I don't want to know you're fucking either. Like, let's just not talk about it. Um, they have a healthy relationship, just occasionally they need some variety and it's purely sexual. Yeah. No like emotional cheating. Right. Then I feel like, all right, yeah, I guess that could work out. I could see that. Okay. Would you consider being in an open relationship? Uh that's a great question. I think I would get too anxious over that shit. So no. I can imagine. I can imagine it being quite anxiety inducing. I think yeah. I'd be down for it, but just not here in Manila, Philippines. Yeah. <laughs> where everyone knows each other. And if you if I can like touch someone's hand for for too long, you'll hear next week how you guys had like a foursome with each other's parents. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, like, it's like the worst thing ever. Yeah, the Philippines, right? Yeah, it's like you know, we're ultra conservative, you know, like you know, as conservative countries go. Things get get spread out of a little out of control. So something that takes a lot of maturity from both parties and hopefully the third parties are, that are involved to pull off. It's just not feasible here. No way. I can imagine. Yeah, lots of uh, having lived here in Asia for every year. I can't see it happening either. All right. Since we're talking about a lot of problems, I kind of want to like uh, spin off into a positive note. What are the things that you? What what advice would you give to people in relationships or looking for one to like? Make it as secure as possible, because I mean we've we've tackled all the wrongs. Like, don't be too yeah, anxious. Yeah, this, yeah. don't be too avoidant. That, right. don't be like if you're fearful, please stop being this way because you're just a fucking tornado of a person. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I guess I would start with one is the self awareness where they both know what they need in a relationship, the ability to openly communicate that, and then the third part is how they fight, because the way people fight can is a really strong indication if it lasts or not. So for example, there's going to be a conflict and if they both can like handle that in a secure way, like, you know, not one silent treatment is going to like kill the relationship. Yeah. Silent treatment is a fucking bitch. We'll literally destroy a relationship. Probably the most, um, defensiveness, like getting defensive. If someone brings up a problem, uh, criticizing the other person, like instead of focusing on the problem, it gets personal where it's like, this thing happens or you're a piece of shit. But if they can do it where it's just like, this thing happened, let's only talk about this thing, how this made me feel. And the other person says, okay, let me listen. Let me try and meet you halfway and fix this problem. Bro, I, I want to write this all down. This all sounds like incredibly good advice. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. All right, Mark, what about you? What's your final piece of advice? Can you say it again? So I, I can okay, me- back I can to me- I mentally right. memorize it. That, okay. that, that, yeah, that sounded yeah. so good. Um, well, this is recorded, but yeah, <laughs> but the, hit me again, please. Okay, go. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, so let me talk actually about the four things. Is okay. Yeah, no, no, the, go, go. You make, don't want to do four things that you don't want to do. So there's this guy. I think it was John Gottman wrote a whole book on it. It's called like the Four Horsemen. But basically, if you get in a fight, and if you stonewall, which means silent treatment, 
where you don't fight at all, you're likely to end up divorced. Defensiveness, where they talk about a problem like you did or said this, and they get defensive and won't take responsibility. That can kill like it. Like defending poor actions and behavior. Just like deflecting being defensive. Like if I said, you know, I felt really insecure the other day because we haven't talked in a week. And I'd like, no, what are you talking about? I'm busy, blah, blah, blah. You know, you don't, you don't even text me ever. So oh, I don't know what you're right. talking about. So like the problem that. was approached and instead of dealing with it, they it, just swipe it, it away. swiped away with the, being uh, insecure and defensive. Okay. Um, then the third thing is criticism or just being overly critical of the other person. And then the fourth one I think was contempt where there's just like, you just see your partner as a piece of shit. Oh, like, that sucks. That's the worst holy one. Fuck. If you, that happens, dude, yeah, break up. dude. I've well, seen uh, so many marriages like that where you'll talk oh, to man. the wife or the husband and the way they talk about their, their spouse is just, just like, they look down on them. Oh uh, yeah. Just like, be like, he's so stupid or like something like that. And it's just, Oh, man. oh my gosh. That sucks. I don't. That's always been my fear. You end up in a marriage and your wife just like, fucking hates your. Doesn't even respect shit. you as a person. Damn. Yeah. That sucks. Man. Okay. Again. Now. Now the positive but guidelines. Real quick. Let's go like the positive. Because there was a four horseman, okay. and then there's there's about that good shit. I want to hear about that good shit right okay, now. Okay. okay. So when when you get into an argument, um, it's okay. We all fight. But the important part is. You don't make it personal. Like it, you focus on the problem at hand. You don't attack them, um, and you try and find a solution between the two of you. So if you're respectful of each other, you're willing to talk about problems, and neither of you is getting defensive and you're taking responsibility. You can handle it in a more, more mature way. Um, but it is okay to get emotional and fight. Like everyone does that, mm. even secure people. Um, just you, you just got to be careful, you know, not to go overboard. Is there a book I can read? <laughs> like, yeah. it's like I, I really want to improve. Like, oh, yeah. like, dude, there's a ton of books. Yeah, this out is there. a hyper reflective talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. this is less jokes, more of like flashbacks of like uh-huh. what what uh-huh. you've got, what I've gone through, and like what mistakes I've made too. I'm like, damn, son. Yeah, yeah what Patty said is an important thing, and that's something I try to do a lot. It's always whenever you're fighting, it's important to remember it's you two versus a problem not you two versus each that other that is amazing mindset actually yeah. Yeah. so by by focusing on not you two you versus you and her it's by focusing t- on it's you and her as a team, as a team against, against the, the problem. problem exactly that is like jedi master yeah, level that's what i try right to there. do that's what i'm trying to do thank you i'm a jedi master of relationships. A jedi master all right closing remarks everyone like i i, I just want to I want to listen back at this and like reflect on my yeah. own life. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Marks? Last parting words of advice? Um, work on your relationships. Work on yourselves. Um, and thanks, Patrick. Man, this is very, extremely valuable for me. Thank you. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, well, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, again, it's nice to have you back. It's always a good time. Yeah, this is good. Good relationship advice. Uh-huh, thanks, man. Uh-huh. All right, what do we say next? I'm 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 stonewalled. All right, yeah, my mark is stonewalling. I got a lot. He's in withdrawal, but uh, thank you, everybody, for giving the silent treatment. (laughs) Yeah, watch out. Um, So, if you have any relationship problems, relationship stories, relationships advice, and uh, feel free to post them on our um, when we post this video up, feel free to comment them, send us a message if you want. We'll forward it to Patrick, and he can give you free advice as long as you send it through our page. Is that a deal I can make now? I'm sorry, I didn't even ask you. Can I do that? Yeah. Awesome. All right, we're using it. Uh, Use the code uh, uh, Patrick. (laughs) 
Nice. Uh, we'll make that work. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So follow us on all social media. Also, uh, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Facebook at scrapyard.ph. Uh, what else? YouTube. Yeah. Subscribe. We need to hit 100 so we can get a channel. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. We love you. Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.